excuse me, may I talk to you for a second? Yes. This is the Black Real Estate Dialogue, and the purpose of the Black Real Estate Dialogue is to document the journey of an up-and-coming real estate investor and to share the stories of successful Black real estate investors. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Black Real Estate Dialogue podcast. Be sure to leave us a rating and review and subscribe to the show wherever you are listening. All right, let's jump right into it. Welcome to part two of Black Home Ownership Stats. In the last episode, we talked about the Black Home Ownership Rate by state. We talked about the percentage of Black homeowners spending over 30% of the income on their mortgage. And we talked about the overall Black Home Ownership Rate trends. So the specific trend that we started off with was the fact that Black home ownership increased by about 0.4% from 2011 to 2021. So that's just a recap of what we discussed the other day. And so today we're going to look at the rest of the data inside of the report. The first thing we're going to look at is the percentage of Black renters that can afford a typical home. So what they did in this part of the research is they looked at the median income of the area and also the average priced home and pretty much judged whether or not it was affordable. Okay. So what we'll do like we did the other day is based on the states where most of you are from, I'm going to list the percentage of Black renters in that particular state that can afford to buy the average home. So California, a whopping 3% of Black homeowners can afford the Black renters, excuse me, can afford the average home. In Georgia, that's 18% of Black renters who can afford a typical home. In New York State, That's 13% of Black renters who can afford a typical home. In Texas, that's 11%. Pennsylvania, 21%. And Illinois, 19%. Now, it's recommended that you spend no more than 30% of your income on your housing expenses. So if you bring in $10,000 a month, obviously you'd be a pretty high income earner. You shouldn't spend more than three thousand of that on your on your on your housing, and you can calculate that for however much you make. But that is just a quick a quick example of that. And so these percentages were aligning with how many black renters can spend just thirty percent of their income and still be able to afford to buy a typical home. What you'll see in some of these high cost areas is that the mortgage amount is higher than the average person even brings home altogether, right? So in places like LA, where you have mortgages that could easily be $10,000 a month, that's somebody who's making north of $30,000 a month who can afford that mortgage, if that makes sense. And that's the typical home out here, believe it or not. So hopefully that makes sense to you. The next thing we're going to look at is the racial disparities in the mortgage market. So this is pretty much going to talk about the denial rates, the mortgage denial rates for Black Americans throughout the states. I'm going to read some of the contextual information that I believe could be really helpful. But before I do that, I want to read some contextual information on the Black renter households. So overall, 54% of Black renters spend more than 30% of their income on rent. 
And about 30% of Black renters spend more than 50% of their income on rent, which represents a ne- nearly 2.5 million households. In contrast, white renters, 22% of them are cost burdened, which means spending over 50% of their income on rent, which translates to about 5.1 million white renter households. Now, this is something that I thought was incredibly interesting. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. What's going on, y'all? So there are so many real estate opportunities out there right now in 2024, and I do not want you to miss out. You might be someone who feels like you have low credit, you don't have enough money. You might even feel that interest rates are too high or that homes are just too expensive. And I get it. I understand how you feel. But here's what I'll say. The great thing is that you can still invest in real estate despite these issues. I don't want you to get left behind. Like I said, there's a lot of opportunities out there and it's important for you to get ready so that when your time comes, you can take action. When I started investing in real estate, I didn't have a lot of money. At the time, I was living in a 300 square foot apartment in Inglewood, California, and I still managed to buy that first property. All you need is the right information and a plan. So I'd love to spend five days with you virtually in my Keys to Home Ownership Challenge. In this challenge, you'll learn how to build a strong foundation for your success in real estate. You'll learn how to fund properties. You'll learn how to find properties. You'll also learn how to evaluate cash flowing deals properly to make sure that you are making money. And we'll also talk about programs and grants for home buyers in your specific location. So I want to see you there. And like I said, I don't want to leave anyone behind. I want you to take advantage of the opportunities that are here and the opportunities that are coming. So if you want to join, go to the link in the description of this episode and get your ticket today. It goes on to say the main reason that black renter households are more cost burdened is that although they have a lower income, 30% lower than white renters, their monthly rent isn't significantly lower than that of white renters. In 2021, the median income of black renters was 32,600 compared to 45,310 for white renters. In the meantime, the average monthly rent was 1,050 for white renters compared to 855 for black renter households. So while rental cost is expected to rise even further in 2023, and I mean, shoot, we all know how 2023 was for a lot of us, it will be even more difficult for black renter households. So just some interesting contextual information. So let's jump into the mortgage denial rates by race. So at the local level, in states with high concentrations of black households, the denial rate is disproportionately high for black home buyer, homeowners and buyers. Low income seems to be the main reason that more black households were denied mortgages in these areas. And so one thing that I really want to stress to you all is if you are in a position and you are interested in potentially buying a home, I recommend connecting with a mortgage broker or going to your local small bank and just sharing with them that you are interested in buying a home and they can take basic information. They don't have to run your credit and they can take basic information to give you an idea of what type of situation you might be looking at and, you know, let you know, you know, as far as your eligibility and think they, they, they can let you know some basic information on if it's something you can even afford. So that's one thing I recommend because you might be in a situation where you actually wouldn't qualify for a mortgage and it could be pr- primarily based on your income or based on your debt to income ratio, something of that nature. 
So you can always get an action plan on what you can do to put yourself in a better position to get approved for a mortgage. So just, just a little tip that I thought might be helpful. All right. So let's look into the mortgage denial rates by state. So California, it is 18%. Georgia, it is 20%. New York is 20%. Texas is 18%. Pennsylvania is 23%. And Illinois is 19%. So those are the rates of denials, Black mortgage applicants denial, being denied. Now, obviously, there's a number of reasons people can be denied. There could even be a level of discrimination in those denials. I just want to share with you that it's a broad range. This particular report doesn't dive into those reasons. Um, so, you know, it could be a number of things, but I think the best thing to do is to control what you can and make sure that you are in the best position to get approved for a mortgage when it's time for you to do so. This is whether it's for an investment property, whether it's for a primary residence, it's super important just to make sure that you get prepared as possible for when your time comes. All right. So overall, I don't want you to be discouraged by this data. You know, it's possible for you to change this data for yourself, for your family. And, you know, think about this, right? If you just buy one property, if you buy one property, whether you live in it or rent it out, and that's all you do, and everybody else around you does just that, that these, these stats can change for your immediate circle, if nothing else, right? And if we all do it in our immediate circles, in our sphere of influence, and everybody just has that mentality, we just need to get one, just chip away at it, it'll make a difference, right? Obviously, we're centuries behind in, many, in, in this regard, but it doesn't mean that there's not hope for the future, all right? If you haven't already, make sure that you sign up for my five-day keys to home ownership challenge. You definitely don't want to miss it. It's going to be jam-packed with value and information. We're going to meet for an hour each day from Sunday, March 3rd until Thursday, March 7th. So five straight days we'll meet on Zoom. We're going to go over various aspects of the home ownership process so that you're ready to go. All right. So if you're interested in that, go to the link in the description. You can join right there. It's very affordable. And I hope to see you inside. All right. So till the next episode, thank you all for your support. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Black Real Estate Dialogue podcast. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Black Real Estate Dialogue. And be sure to leave us five stars and a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Until next time.